Welcome back to Sassy Spirited You. Coming up in this episode. It is vital that we start to honor ourselves as sexual subjects. This is episode eight and we will be speaking about sex. This is actually going to be our last episode for this series. We'll be coming back with more, but for now we're going to do eight episodes. And so because it's going to be our last episode for a while, we wanted to give listeners a little bit of a longer episode with a little bit of extra sass to keep you going. I should say the reason that we wanted to talk about sex is actually Vina is a relationship and sex mentor and she's been coaching people in these issues since 2008. Her work has helped thousands of people. She's been interviewed by This Morning on ITV and she was called the Doyen of Erotic Counseling by GQ. What a fancy title. Yeah, so that's that's what our episode is going to be about, sex. Let's let's kick things off. Can we have the mantra please, Vina? So, the mantra for this week is I honor myself as a sexual subject. So Vina, in all your years of coaching, if there is one thing that you could teach people, what would that be? Do you know, I was thinking about this literally just last week. And actually, the most important thing that I teach people is how to be still. That's right across the board, whether they're coming to me because they're getting a divorce or because they want to improve their sex lives or because they're dating again and they find the online dating world confusing. It doesn't matter. Whatever the issue is, I realized that the most important thing I teach people is how to be still. First of all, we forget how to be still. Generally speaking, that is just not something that we do. We wake up in the morning and from the time we wake up to the time we fall asleep, the mind is constantly going. We're constantly busy, especially in today's world. You know, people go from one thing to the next and there's constantly a sense of rush. Being still is a skill. In stillness, everything becomes clear. There's a reason why stillness brings clarity. And that is because in stillness, our brain waves change. So the brain waves slow down and we go into alpha brainwave states and then actually you can go even deeper into delta brainwave states. And when the brain waves change, we can literally hear our deeper, clearer voice. So I've seen this both with myself and with other people hundreds of times that you'll have a problem going round and round and round your head like a hamster, you know, that hamster wheel thing when you've got the same thoughts going round and round. And as soon as you're able to stop, let that go and truly fall still, the answer will present itself. So does that mean that we should let go of this common idea that we have in pop culture and movies and uh, advice that especially married people get, which is never go to bed angry, stay up and fight. I had also read something similar that when you fall asleep, the point of dreaming and and sleeping actually is to help you figure out new answers to problems that you might have. What do you think about that? Should people stay up and fight or sleep on it? I think sleep on it. There's something important about letting go of anger, but that it's not about staying up and fighting. Um, that really is about letting it go and letting your mind rest on it in, in that deeper state. The yogis actually say that sleep is unconscious yoga. The point you were just making about when we go into that dream and deep sleep state, the mind works things out. That is literally true. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you go to bed and re- go to sleep and rest on it, when you wake up in the morning, 
um, you're much more likely to, to have clarity, particularly if you go to bed with that intention of finding clarity. So since we're talking about sex, how does stillness fall in? My God, that's a lot of S's. <laughs> so many S's. It's like a... <laughs> it's like, I, I, I believe that actors should maybe use this when they're preparing to go on stage. Okay, yes, stillness, sex, how are they the same? Because sometimes we associate actually stillness with boring, particularly in sex. I love this question. Okay, I'm going to put in another S there. Stillness, sex, sensuality. So that's the key. Stillness relates to sex because true sensuality emerges from stillness and actually the more you're able to fall still internally you become more present to your lover and that is when sensuality genuinely flows and arises out of your state of being when you over exaggerate and you know do those kind of pretend noises and pretend positions and you pull the pose that you think is meant to be sexy that doesn't actually generate true pleasure it's really interesting true pleasure comes out of sensuality that flows from stillness. I remember reading once this article by a guy whom I really love, Matthew Hussey. What he said actually once in one of his like little articles that men particularly love women who can be comfortable with sexual tension. And sexual tension often comes from being still in a moment and allowing it to be present and sit there. Whereas sometimes I think we have a feeling of rushing through that and not really sitting in the moment to to get through the end of it because it's a little bit uncomfortable what do you think about that that is absolutely true the 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 beauty of sexual tension if you think of it like a dance and if you think of the, the moment of tension as a moment when both partners are linked and they're holding hands but they're stretched away from each other so they have to hold still in order to keep the balance in the relationship in, in in the relationship of that moment it's actually when you stay still you're able to hold your center and hold the balance in that tension whereas if you fall for the temptation to rush through it you risk falling over because you can trip over the moment of sexual tension and then it evaporates that's the interesting thing that if you rush through sexual tension it will evaporate whereas if you sit with it and sit in it it deepens and it expands and you know interestingly one of the meanings of the word tantra is expansion and that's a kind of expansion that does come from that deep stillness mm -hmm. and other expansions but moving <laughs> on i'm just kidding <laughs> Well, let's go back to the mantra. What is the importance of of this mantra to you particularly? The, the, you know, this actually, this is one of my favorite mantras. And I have to say, in the book, I have a whole chapter on of mantras on sex. And this is one of the most important ones, I think, because it goes to the heart of what I see as the issue that we have with sex culturally. We do not honor sex. We do not think of having sex as a way of honoring yourself that actually sounds very alien i think to us if we're going to have a healthy relationship with sex and a healthy experience of sex it is vital 
that we start to honor ourselves as sexual subjects. So for me, this mantra really is about creating a whole new field of experience of sexuality. I really personally love that you included the word honor in this mantra. And we're kind of used to this idea that sex takes away honor. And I love that you're kind of putting that back in. And the other part I really like about it is um, the sexual subject part of, of the mantra because we're so used to hearing sexual object and that takes away ownership and autonomy from from people's sexual experience. You know, the, the honor thing is really interesting because you're right, we actually tend to associate a loss of honor. If you think about the whole notions, the old fashioned notions about loss of virginity and all of that BS, <laughs> excuse me, but it really is. That's why I said for me, this mantra really is setting a whole new field of experience around sex. I'm going to tell you now, it is really important. It's not selfish. It's not about being proud or vain or anything like that. It's recognizing your value as an embodied human being. I chose the words for this mantra and for all of the mantras really, really carefully because the words that we use have a direct impact on our feelings and on our body. If you think about it, the language that you use to talk about sex will absolutely impact your experience of sex. You know how a lot of the swear words in our language are actually sexualized words? I mean, what is that about? That's always been a bugbear of mine. That demonstrates the attitude that we have towards sex. It's one of degradation. And that's exactly what I want to change. I never actually thought about that, but now that you bring it up, you're right. And what kind of messages that's sending out over and over and over again. It's so insidious because it's it's very subtle. Because it's repeated and it's again and again and it's out there in the culture, it's something that is very recognizable. It has a very strong meaning and valence. So every time sexualized words are used in a negative context, like swearing, that will have unintended consequences for both the speaker and the listener because it will imprint on the mind and the body, a negative feeling and sensation. Also, the other words that we use around sex, I mean, the there is a lot of very degraded and degrading language around sex, so people talk about it as being dirty and so on. And again, I cannot abide that. Your words show what your attitudes are. And if you have a degraded attitude towards sex, when you are in the middle of lovemaking, I can guarantee you that those words at some point will play in the back of your mind and they will send that negative feeling through the body. So that automatically degrades your experience of sex. To be honest with you, even as I'm speaking about it now, it really breaks my heart to think that that's the kind of experience that people are having day in and day out of sex, when in fact they could be having a much more beautiful, juicy, delicious, fun, playful experience of sex. So that reminds me of our second episode when we are discussing eating and the guilt around that and how there are snacks out there that are quote-unquote diet food and they're labeled guilt-free and the message that's sending out then is everything else somehow you have to feel guilty about or there's automatic guilt associated with food exactly and and this is why coming back to mantras i'm bringing in new words that we don't often associate with sex like honor and sexual subject because we, by creating new mantras new modern mantras and using new words 
you're literally going to change your experience of sex and create a whole new energy field around it. The subjectivity thing I think is very important that, you know, even just being able to say, I am a sexual subject and proud of it. I'm a sexual subject. I'm a sexual subject. I am a sexual subject. If you just did that, that would totally revolutionize your experience of sex. Not to mention the fact you'll be walking out, walking around with a smile on your face and no one will know why. <laughs> oh, yes. And now we are back to our favorite thread throughout the entire podcast, really, not just any episode, but about the relationship you have with yourself. Exactly. So we talked about money, we've talked about food, whatever it is that we're speaking about is based on the relationship you have with yourself. So again, subjectivity is vital. I know that I've really loved doing all of these episodes and it's been so interesting to see the themes that have emerged in the conversations that we've had around relationship with self, around letting go of guilt, around taking responsibility for your the way you look for your money for the way you run your relationships um it's been a real joy i agree it's been an incredible journey just thinking back i'm almost getting a little bit teary-eyed when <laughs> we were sitting at king's cross with pizza and prosecco and we are thinking about doing something together and it's come together and it's just been incredible and not just Obviously, we would have done this just for us talking, just because we love this stuff. And this is what we actually talk about in our free time if we hang out. But the fact that it's had such a positive response from our listeners, we want to honor our listeners and take a little bit of a break. Vina is going to be putting out her book, Modern Mantras. So if anybody wants to know more about that, that's at modernmantras.media. And I'm going to be working on some more freelance radio things that I've got going on, and that's really exciting. But most importantly, we want to look at the format, and we want to take the time to reflect on how we're going to come back in a few weeks with Series 2 of Sassy Spirited You, and to really take into account what the feedback that we've gotten. One of them has been consistently, over and over again, we love it, but it's a little bit too short. We want to know more. And that's something that we were definitely going to be taking into consideration going forward. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much. And we will be back in a few weeks. Yeah.